Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. So this morning, we're going to continue with part five of our series, Know Him by Name. And I pray that at the end of this series that you draw closer, not only to God, but knowing all the names that represents our God, our faithful God. Amen. So open, uh, we're going to start with our central passage for the series. It's found in Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. And the word of the Lord reads like this. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding, listen to this, the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. This morning, we, uh, we're going to get to know more of who Jesus is, who God is, and to be able to walk in the victory that we have. Amen? Know that we are victorious, right? Because we belong to God. We are his sons and we are his daughter. So we need to walk in faith not by sight. Walk that we are victorious. Walk to know who we stand in the uh, firm foundation of Jesus. This morning, we're going to focus on Jehovah Moxie, Hebrew word. What does that mean? God is our refuge. Amen. God is our refuge. We will learn that we need to run to God not run away from him. Sometimes we might, I might be going through something, Pastor Selly, Pastor Selly, you don't know what I've been through this week. You don't know what I've been through last month. You don't know what I've been through six months ago or last year, right? But we need to learn to run to God. He is our safe haven in times of distress. In times of troubles, when we learn to run to God, he's the one that's going to carry us through. He's our strength. He's our comfort. He's our healer. Amen. But we need to learn to run to our refuge, run to Jesus. In Psalms 91.2, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God whom I trust. Do we trust in the Lord this morning? Do we trust him in our heartache? Do we trust him in our storms? Do we trust him in our trials? See, the dictionary defines a refuge as a shelter or protection from danger trouble or take refuge from a storm it's a place of safety relief or escape from harm the hebrew word for refuge means to flee for protection to confide in or to put one's trust 
God is our refuge. He is our place of safety. He is our place of protection, our place of security, amen? Our place when we could ultimately rest in him. A place where we can flee or hide in the storms. See, the enemy's all around sometimes, right? He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But when we have our refuge in Jesus, amen, when we run to him and not flee, he is there with us. If we think of shelter, if we think of military soldiers, right, when they have to run, when they have to flee, they go into shelter, right? Right? If we think of a, if a child right? Our sons and daughters. If we think that they're not feeling good, they're just having a hard day, right? They're sick. Who do they run to? To mom, right? To dad, to grandma, because they want that safety. When they're not feeling good, they want mommy and daddy to take their pain, to take their aches away. That's what we have to understand, when we're hurting, when we're going through storms, when we're going through trials, amen, we need to go. Our refuge is found in Jesus, right? We need to run to him. We need to flee to him. Let's be content that God is with us. God is for us. God is our refuge, amen? How many of us have <coughs> heard of the, the war that's happening right now with Israel. Anyone? It's, it's heartache, right? It's, it's just, man, um, my husband, he studies that, and my dad watches the news and watches different articles, and between my dad and my husband, there are a lot alike in that area, and he's like, babe, you got to watch this look, and, and as I was going through that, we know that the war is going heavy in Israel. They're being attacked like never before. The enemy and targets are coming left and right, different sides of them. The enemy has been preparing for months before these attacks. And on October 7th, they were attacked and killed by thousands, wounded another thousands. People in Israel are used, listen to this, as I was researching and studying this, people in Israel are used to living in conflict. They are surrounded by enemies. They are used to hearing, they are used to hearing sirens running to shelters. In fact, it's a law, it's a law that requires all homes residential buildings, industrial buildings to have bomb shelters. These shelters provide crucial to protect their lives. When they, heal, when they hear missile alarms, they know what to do. They're prepared. They run for shelter. They run to nearby shelters for safeties. When Hamas fires rockets at Israel, advanced warning detectors, look at this picture here. Warning detectors come into effect.
Iron domes are coming, protecting, protecting them. Look at that. From their shelters. We need to know who our iron dome is in our lives. That's Jesus. That's through the Holy Spirit. That's God. We need to learn this, that when attacks come into our hearts, when attacks come to our minds, when we're being faced with trials and storms, that we need to be protected by the arms of Jesus. But we need to run to him, not run away from him. Right? We need to know who God is in our life. How much he loves us. How much he cares for us. How much he's saying, my arms are open to you. Come to me. Let me wipe your tears. Let me give you the strength. Let me give you the boldness to fight the good fight. Amen? See, every one of us, every one of us <coughs> has gone through one time or another a storm. One, different shapes, different sizes. We don't understand. We don't know why. But we need to remember through natural disasters, through everything that we go through, that our faith is in him alone. That even in our most scariest time in life, even though when it's hard that I fall, it's like, I don't know if I could get up, Pastor Sally. When I fall and I'm going through something, I don't know who's going to carry me through. Let me tell you, it's Jesus. Jesus is the one to help you through every situation. Jesus is the one to help you in every storm. But we need to get in his presence. We need to get on our knees and say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. Lord, I can't do this by my own strength. Lord, I can't do this by my own will. But I need the love of you to cover me. I need the Holy Spirit to fill me, to empower me, to give me a boldness to fight the good fight. Amen? We need the arms of Jesus. In Psalms 91, 1 through 6, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pesticides. He will cover with feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be the shield of rampart. This passage is beautiful because it illustrates to know God is our refuge. God saves us from our enemies. Amen? It's clear that he is our shelter. He is our refuge. He is our strength. Amen? It begins with this statement, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. If you are not dwelling, you will not experience the full protection of God. We need to kind of like give it all to him, right? A lot of times we're like, I got this. I'm, I'm good. I can handle it. I don't have to show my emotions. I don't have to cry. I got this. I got this. 
But you know what? We need God's strength. We need God's power. We need God's protection to cover us on a daily basis. Not wait until we go through something, but we need God's covering every day, every minute, every hour to say, God, I need you. God, I need your protection. God, I need your covering from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. God, I need your hands on my children. God, I need your hands on my grandchildren. God, I need your hands on my wife, on my husband, on my career, on my work, on my finances. Because he is our refuge. He is our shelter. Amen. I need God's protection over me. It needs to dwell in me. It needs to bubble hard in me because I need God's protection over my life. Not wait until I'm going through something. Amen? We need to abide and rest in the shadows of the Almighty. Wow, how wonderful is this? That we need to be secure in the refuge in Jesus Christ. Our creator who knows everything. Who knows our stories who knows our testimonies, who knows everything that I've gone through or I'm going through because he knows our stories. He created each and every one of us. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our shortcomings. He knows. He knows it all, right? He is our fortress. We need to know and believe and understand We have the revelation of God as our refuge. Do we fully understand that God is our refuge through it all? Do we understand that? Do we believe that? Do we trust in that? That he is our refuge. He has my back. He knows that when I'm weak, he is my strength. He is our fortress. He is not shaken by the storms of our lives. He is with us in times of trouble. He is not distant. He is ever present in our lives. God can keep us safe in every circumstance. God is my peace. God is my comfort. But do we believe that? Do we trust that? That he is my all. See, the closer you are to him, the easier it will be to go under the shadows of the Most High. The easier it will be to run to the arms of Jesus when we understand the Most High God. Let's look in Psalms 91, verse 9 through 16. It says, if you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disasters will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard in your ways. He will lift your hands up. When my hands are tired and weary, When I feel like I can't do it anymore, I could say, God, I lift my hands to you. Even though I'm tired and weary, God, you are my strength. 
In my weaknesses, I lift my hands even stronger to you because you will carry me through it. You will carry me through this week. You will carry me through this month. You will carry me through this year. Amen? Come on. Amen. We need to believe and understand who he is. How can he help me? How can I trust him? Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Show him my salvation. As we've all, all gone through losses, sicknesses, right? Heartaches. Sometimes we could get carried away with our emotions, right? Especially, especially if we've lost a loved one that's dear to us. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mourn. If, if we've gone through a situation, we don't understand why this happened. It's okay to be sad, right? It's okay to go to a family member. When I'm going through something, it's okay for me to go to my pastors, Pastor Jack, Pastor Brenda, Pastor Carla, Brother Rick, my husband. It's okay to go to them to say, you guys, I'm just going through something. I need, I need an extra hand of prayers. It's okay for us to do that. But here's the thing. First, we need to run to the arms of Jesus to give us the strength, right? It's okay to have seasons of sadness. Remember in Lamentations, it says there are seasons of dancing. There are seasons of mourning, right? But we got to be careful not to go deep into it that it lasts forever, because we got to know that Jesus is for us. He's with us. He's not against us, but he will give you the strength. He will empower you. He will give you the boldness, the new anointing, the fresh fire to face our trials, right? In my growth track, I'm always saying, you know, whatever I go through, it's, it makes me stronger. Whatever I go through something, it gets me closer to the hands and feet of Jesus. Why? Because I can't rely on my parents' strength. I can't rely on my husband's strength. I can't rely on my children's strength. But I need my refuge. I need Jesus to strengthen me. Right? I got to say, Lord, I'm having a pity party today. Oh, Lord, why am I going through this? And I can have my moments. But tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow I'm going to be faced with a new thing. But I got to say, Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my refuge. Lord, you are my shelter. Lord, I could do all things through you who, who strengthens me. Amen? At times, as we run to maybe family or friends or hobbies or past sins for an, an outlet of relief or pressures of life around us, 
we tend to convince ourselves, right, that, oh, that's going to help me. That's going to relieve the pressure. Oh, that's going to relieve another day. We might rely on our finances. We might rely on our skills. We might rely on our jobs. But those are just temporary. The one that's going to be, the one that's going to give us the ultimate peace and the ultimate strength is Jesus. Is God our refuge. Amen. (laughs) Our only security is found in Jesus. And I will declare that. The Lord is my refuge. I will run to him no matter what it costs. I will run to him no matter what I go through because it's a relationship that I'm having with Jesus. If we think about it like this, I say this to my class. Um, If I'm not going through something, let's picture this. Close your eyes. If I'm not going through a storm, if I'm not going through a trial, if I'm not going through a heartache and everything is perfect in life, would I really go to Jesus? Would I really go into prayer? Let's be honest this morning. I'll be honest. We wouldn't spend as much time with him, right? Because everything's good. Going on my way, right? But I need God's strength in my life to carry me through. It's just like building a relationship with a friend, right? How do you get to know that person? By hanging out with them, by spending time with them, right? By getting to know their likes and their dislikes. It's the same thing with God. We need to build a relationship with him on a daily basis to know that he is my strength and he is my fortress. We need to declare that God is my refuge. God is my refuge, not this morning, but every day of my life. He is my fortress. He is my refuge. He is my strength. So I got 30 more minutes, right? So quickly, I'm going to share three promises, three promises that God gives us. Our first one is Jesus invites us to rest. Jesus invites us to rest. How many, to be honest, How many of you would say, Pastor Sally, it is really hard to rest. You don't know my family situation. You, right? Pastor Rodrigo and I will say, it is hard to rest, especially if you have little ones, right? But God has blessed us with our beautiful children, amen? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest. In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, He says, come to me, all you who are weak and weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. In this passage, Matthew, Jesus invites us to find rest in him, to find rest in his presence, to find rest in his arms. (coughs) He says, rest. 
Psalms 46.10 says, tells us, be still and know that I am God. During the storms, I am God. He will see you through any situations. But many times we don't understand. We feel like we got to do it. We got to do it by our own strength. And we got to do it by our own power, right? We, we got this, God. God is saying, rest. God is saying, uh-uh, take a break. I need you to spend time with me. I need you to spend time in my word. I need you to spend time in prayer. I need, to spend, I need you to spend time in worship. And we're like, okay, God, I have a lot to do. I, I'm, you don't know my schedule, God, but I'll see you. Uh, maybe I'll give you like five minutes uh, later on this evening or tomorrow, right? But God is saying, rest. The things that you have on your list will be there tomorrow, but he's saying, rest in me. We need to uh, submit to his authority in our lives. It brings us rest. It brings us peace. Jesus is showing us that we need to stop and we need to rest in him. That's what I'm really passionate about because I'm going to share you share with you my experience that happened just recently. So, um... This rest part, I was like, okay, God, I know you're giving me time to rest, even though it's hard. So two weeks ago, um, I came down with, I thought, like a cold, and uh, nobody knew because I was embarrassed, and I was like, ah, <laughs> but I'm going to share because God said to share. Um, but the only ones that knew was um, Pastor Jack, Pastor Brenda, my husband, of course, my, my parents, and that was it. And um, so it was, it was a Thursday night, and we had our staff meeting on Zoom. And, uh, and I was just not feeling good. I had a fever, which I never really get. I had a fever. I kind of had a little bit of chills. And I was just tired, like out of it tired. Like coffee wasn't doing it. If you know Pastor Sally, she loves coffee, and sometimes I have two cups a day. And I was drinking coffee, like, that day, I'm sorry, my husband doesn't know, it's a secret, but that day I had three. I had three cups, because I'm like, I'm just so tired, I don't know what's wrong, I'll just make me three cups of coffee. And, and it just hit me, fever, chills, I wasn't feeling good, I was being strong, doing the meeting, but I wasn't, I wasn't really listening, it was just like, uh, you know how when you're there, but you're not there? <laughs> And then uh, I told my husband, I'm not feeling good. I don't know what's wrong. And he's like, babe, you have a fever. It's 101. I was like, what? I have a fever? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's why I'm hot. I just, you know, oh. And so then I just told him, I'm not feeling good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to sleep early. Can you take care of the kids and put them to bed? Yeah, yeah. So I went to sleep, couldn't sleep. The next morning, I still wasn't feeling good. Like, I felt like I got worse. But if, if you know me, I'm like, okay, I'll just shake it off, and I'll just go to work, and I'll just, like, put my mask on in case, you know, I, I don't know. So I didn't have a fever anymore, so it broke. So I said, okay, well, legally I could go to work because I don't have the fever. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> if my work is watching, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so long story short, so I go to work, I'm pushing through it, and, and at work they're like, they call me Cece. At work, Cece, this student's not listening, come. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, I'm the person to go handle the problem. 
the problem with. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, please listen. And, and even the kids knew, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm good. And I'm trying to shake it off because I'm like, I don't know, I'm supposed to be at home. But I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Get home Friday. And then in my mind, we had the worship night Friday, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have prayer and the worship night. And by then I'm getting worse. Like I have a humongous headache and chills and everything. Nope, nope, nope. So I had a message pastor, and, and pastor kept checking in on Rodrigo not knowing, and I was like, pastor, I'm so sorry, I, I hate to do this, you know me, I don't like to miss, da, 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 I'm just not feeling good, he goes, I know, I know you're not feeling good, we'll have someone step in for you, so, um, so Saturday morning, I, I wake up Saturday, and I have like, they look like chicken pox, or like, I don't know, but it was like covered, like, my head was hurting, uh, uh, like, all the way. So it was a bad virus, not knowing what. And um, so I finally, I had to miss church Sunday. And <laughs> I had to go to the ER. And because by then, uh, I was, I didn't want to tell my parents because they worry, or, or my husband. But he comes to church and has the kids. By then, I'm like, okay, I need to go because I'm, like, not, uh, uh, like my breathing's not doing good by, <laughs> by this time, and I'm like having trouble catching my breath, so I go to ER, and then I'm texting Rodrigo, you need to come, I don't feel good, you need to come, meet me at ER, leave the kids at, at church, and, and just come, so he comes, and yeah, sure enough, I had the virus, and it's, uh, I forgot the name of the virus, guys, but it's like a strand, it's not, it's like a family of like the chicken pox and shingles, if you guys know. And I thought it was like hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, yeah, but thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm fully recovered. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was like, I didn't know what I had, you guys. I was like in pain, and then I was itchy, and then I was in pain, and then I had horrible headaches. It wasn't going away. And, um, and through it, it was, it was hard for me because, you know, God tells us to rest, Right? to be in his presence, and to rest. And here I am locked in my room because I didn't know at the beginning what I had. My kids are knocking on my door, my little Hannah, my three-year-old. Mommy, let me in. She has a little song. Mommy, let me in. It's me, Hannah. I need to hug you and kiss you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I have. I don't want to give it to you. No, Hannah and Seth's like, Mom, why are you asleep? Why are you in bed? You need to be up. You're never in bed. What is going on? And oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> long story short, as I was laying in bed those five, six days, because I didn't, I, I didn't know if I was contagious or not, as I was crying in my bed and telling God, me telling God, right, and sometimes we do that, we know what's best, and we don't listen to God sometimes, right? I'm going to share my, my story. When I said, I cried out, and I said, God, you know, God, I don't have time for this. I, I have so much to do, right? Some of you are laughing because you know I'm trying to tell God, God, I don't have time for this. Come on. It says by your stripes we are healed. Bring the healing. Give me the oil, <laughs> right? I was at that point where I was like, babe, come give me the oil. Bring me the whole bottle and put it all over me because I cannot be in bed. I don't have time. Seth has this. Hannah has this. I have this. You have this. We got to prepare for a sermon in a couple weeks. I do not have time for this. 
And I was and I was crying out to God, saying, Lord, come on, Lord, heal me. Give me strength. I I I don't have time for this. And I was crying out, saying, God, I need you, Lord. I I can't do this by my own strength. And at times when we cry out to God and we say, God, I need you, Lord. Why am I going through this? I don't want to go through this. I can't go through this. I don't have time to be dealing with this. And then I shut my mouth after I cried out. And, and to be honest, I was, I was upset with God. I was angry, like, come on, God. Lord, I, I serve you. Lord, I pray for people. Lord, this and that. And I don't have time for this. And in the stillness, God said, Sully, you need to stop. If you know me, I'm on the go 100%. I'm working. I'm doing overtime. I have family. I have ministry. I have this and that like we all do. And God said to me, be quiet. Stop. I'm doing this for you to stay still. I'm doing this so you could rest. I'm doing this so you could spend time in my presence right now. It is not your schedule I'm giving you anymore. It is my schedule. It is my time. And as I lay there, I was like, Whew, God slapped me five, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> and as I lay there, I'm like, whoa, God, okay, come on now. But sometimes, to be honest, sometimes God has to slap us to get us to come awake and say, hey, come on now, right? And that's what he had to do to me. He had to slap me a couple times. Then he brought into remembrance the story of Job. And God said, Sally, look at everything that Job went through. Look at all the bed sores he went through. Even his wife disowned him. He, what he lost, his finances, everything. And right away it came to remember it's the sores, the bed sores. When he was in agony with these sores over his body, because that's what I was going through at the time, these sores, it was hurting, it was painful, it was itching. And God said, but I was with him. When people said to curse him, to curse God when his family and friends were saying, look at you. You look tore up. You look bad. Curse God. And he said, no. He said, no, my God is faithful. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my peace. God is my shelter. Amen. And when he did that to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, God. And then God said at the end, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is your time to rest. Everything you have to do will be there tomorrow. It will be there next week. But I need you to rest. And I need you to be in my presence. And when he did that to me, I was like, wow, God, I can't do this by my own strength. And he taught me a lesson. He said, Sally, sometimes you need to ask for help. 
Sally, sometimes you have to say, okay, I'm, this, is not on my, this is on my list, but I just don't have time. I don't have strength to do it. Do it tomorrow. And that's what the Lord was teaching me at that moment, to rest in his presence, to say, God, you are there. You are my refuge. In my discomfort, in my pain, you will always be there to strengthen me. That's his promise. At times when we are weak, he is our strength. In times of sorrow, he is our strength. In times of weakness, we need to call on the Holy Spirit to give us that strength, that comfort. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, the second point, the second promise is nothing can separate us Nothing can separate us from God. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, 38 to 39, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or death, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Nothing can separate us from his love, from his grace, from his mercy, because we've all fallen short. But nothing can separate us from his love. Amen. In Proverbs 14, 32, when calamity comes, the wickeds are brought down. But even in the death of righteousness, seek refuge in God. Amen. Seek refuge in God. In John 10, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd, right? He says in verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father whom has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. He knows our hearts. He knows our desires. He knows our heartaches. But he's there to listen. Every cry we cry out, every tear, he sees it. And he knows. He knows our hearts. But we need to learn to run to him, our refuge. Taking refuge in God may not mean that all of our troubles will vanishly disappear. But we need to ask God for help and strength. We need to intentionally sit in the presence of God. Take time out. He wants us to have that close relationship with him and to be in the presence of our almighty God is something so beautiful if you haven't experienced it's something that when I'm when I'm at my weakness when I'm at my strength at times that I could share with you that God always gives me two visions when I'm tired and I'm weary and I'm going through something the two visions that my God gives me one is when I'm in his presence and I'm at his feet, you know what I see? A white robe and arms. 
out. To me, that represents, Sally, you can't carry this burden anymore. Sally, you cannot go by your own strength, but fall at, at my feet. Grab a hold of my hand, and I am there to carry you through any burdens, any trials, any storm. I am there to carry you through. That's the first vision that I love seeing when I'm in God's presence. The second one, the second vision is a bucket. You guys, this I was like, a bucket of water. And when I'm in that and I'm crying out and I'm saying, God, why, what is going on? And I'm at my moment where I'm having a hard time maybe catching my breath because I'm just crying out, Lord, I can't do this by my own strength. Lord, I, I, I don't know if I could do this. Lord, I, I'm going through it. I don't know why. And that bucket of water represents the Holy Spirit. It represents, Selly, I'm giving you new living waters. Selly, the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is bringing a new anointing. The Holy Spirit is bringing a fresh fire. The Holy Spirit is giving you rest. The Holy Spirit is giving you comfort. The Holy Spirit is bringing revival to your heart, to your heart, bringing revival to your household, bringing revival to your family, bringing revival to our church, bringing revival to Mosaic families. But we need to be in his presence. We need to lay it at his feet and say, God, I can't do it anymore. Lord, I need your presence. Lord, I need you to fill me up with a fresh anointing, a fresh fire. And he says, take refuge. Take refuge. I am with you. Take refuge that you, um, he is our peace. He is our strength. Amen. We need to have the security that God is for us and with us. He's not against us. He's not saying, oh, I'm going to give you this trial because uh, I, ju I just think you should have it. No. It's to make us stronger. It's to make us depend on him, to rely on him, to give us his grace and strength to draw closer in our trials and tribulations. Our last one. <coughs> okay. The last one. Three. God's spirit provides the power, listen to this, God's spirit provides the power to sustain us through our troubles. God's spirit provides us power to sustain us through our troubles. Psalms 91, 14 says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. If he acknowledges my name, he will call on me and I will answer. I will be with him in troubles. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm. Here's my question. Wouldn't you want to know him by name? Wouldn't you want to be protected by the almighty God? the creator of heavens and earth, the one who formed you in your mother's womb, the one who created you. Wouldn't you want to know him by name? The spirit of God is present all the time. He is with us, providing abundant power we need in moments of trouble. While we can't physically run into God, God's shelter, God provides us a way to be with us 
through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. As we trust in the Father's commitment and we obey his word, we are empowered and strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Amen? We are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. God knows you by name. Jesus knew what we needed, the power of the Holy Spirit to help us. He promised the disciples that after he returned to the Father, that he would send the Holy Spirit to us. The ways the Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us pray. When we don't know what to pray, at times when we're just like, I need to pray, Lord, I need your strength, but, but I don't know, I don't. The Holy Spirit will give us the strength to pray what we need. The Holy Spirit will comfort us like never before. It's like I, like I said, that bucket of water. It's a refreshment, right? The bucket of water. It's the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2, 12 through 14 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, or they are foolish to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. The Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to keep going. The Holy Spirit is the one to give us that, I like to say, that extra oomph, that extra push, the extra, uh-uh, you can't go by your own strength, you can't go by your own will, but through the Holy Spirit, it's that extra, mm, you got this. You are my son, you are my daughter, I'm going to give you that extra push to keep going, to keep fighting the good fight, Amen. When we go deeper into God, when we meditate in his word, when we sing songs of worship and songs of praise, amen, it's like a, Lord, it's a reassurance that God is there. God will strengthen you. God is there with arms open. But we need to seek him. We need to declare this morning that we will find refuge when we go to the Father in prayer. We will find refuge when we commit ourselves to obeying the word of Jesus, no matter what the cost is. We will find refuge when we depend on the Holy Spirit to guide us, to empower us, to sustain us, to equip us. Through trials and tribulations, we will fight the good fight because God is our refuge. John 16, says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have tribulations, but take courage. I have overcome what? I have overcome the world. The Lord, in Nehemiah 1, 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in days of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. 
He knows who takes refuge in him. So the challenge this morning. Do you have that up? The challenge this morning is let's run to the Father. Declare that he is your refuge. Trust him during the process. Trust him. And that's hard for us, you guys. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I even fall short of that. Trust him in the promise. Trust him in the process because he is working all things out for his good. He will take care of you no matter what if we trust, believe, and stand firm in his foundation that he is my refuge this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we have some time to spend um, at the altar. But this morning, if you say, Pastor Sally, I want to know who Jesus is. I want to have a relationship with him. I've fallen short, but I want to get to know him. If there's anyone here this morning that wants to accept Jesus into their heart, wants to accept Jesus as their personal Savior, real quick, you can raise your hand, and we're just going to do a quick prayer. Is there anybody this morning? Anyone else? one. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are, my God. Lord, at times when we have sinned or fallen short of who you are, I pray, my God, that you just come into our hearts, Lord Jesus. Lord, forgive us for our sins. Lord, make us new and whole again. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my mind. I accept you, Jesus. I accept you, Jesus. This morning, we have time that we could say, maybe you're, maybe you're going through a trial Maybe you're going through a storm. Maybe it's just you're not really going through too much, but you just need to spend time in his presence and say, Lord, give me rest. Lord, give me strength. Lord, be my refuge from this day forward. We have time. We're going to just come to the altar, and we're just going to lay hands over you that God strengthen you, that you may draw closer knowing that he is our refuge and he will carry you through in jesus name hey pastor jack here i hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it if you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further i did want to share with you our email address you can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org if it's in spanish mosaiconline.org slash es um, but you can also email us here you can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org that's helpdesk h-e-l-p d-e-s-k helpdesk 
at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff. And we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.